Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. Here we are to discuss week five. We are, we've made it to week five in the NFL. Uh, we had to talk about it. Quarter uh, of the season's gone. Oh my God. Yeah. Missing the NFL already. Gone already. Uh, well, I'm, I'm excited. Another London game uh, with your, your team playing, Sham. Yeah, um, I mean, well, we've got Shan back on the podcast again twice this week from Vietnam. But anyway, he, he, he can't uh, can't stay away. No, <laughs> now he's got the book again. Jags Bills, I think is one of the highlight games from last year. Of course you do. <laughs> no, I mean, come on, two of the playoffs last year. Well, in the AFC, well, it, it would have been if we got the Jags that we thought we were getting in the preseason. But you know, yeah. things have I been agree, a bit shaky. But... I mean, the Jags have an advantage of staying in London all week. The Bills have come off a high where they crushed the Miami Dolphins. So they'll be flying good. They'll be feeling good as well. But they will have to adjust. Um, the last time these two teams played in... Um, they've played again before in London. This is at Tottenham. They played, uh, what, a few years ago? Uh, I can't remember the scoreline, but it was another close game. The Jags played uh, Buffalo a couple of years ago, beat them in a low-scoring game. I'm excited about this game, more so as a marquee AFC matchup from last year. But I think the Bills are in another level. They've hit the other level right now, where they maybe started off slow week one. But what they did to Miami kind of scares me as a Jags fan. And it really should. Because speed. It really should scare you as a Jags fan. Because um, not not like talking about the offense, uh, sorry, their defense more than anything. I know like we talked about in the last podcast today, his White's gone out for an Achilles. But that's not really like the story of the the Bills' defense this year so far. That defensive front is deep and it's getting after quarterbacks. Like Rizzo pre- doing what a couple of sacks last week. Yeah. Um, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano. I mean, Paying he's coming to like he's been good for a long time. But yeah. Right now, he's absolutely destroying uh, opposition game plans. It's, they're just they're just like especially in that. He, that Dolphins game, they just looked on defense like really good, and then offensively, they're really starting to get in the groove again. This is like what we thought we would get. Like this is how we expected them to be last year. But I feel like the real difference is that they are leaning on the run game a bit more than what they have done in previous oh, years. They, they, I think I think they're giving James Cook the carries, but not the right carries. I don't think they're like <laughs> he didn't carry the game last week against Miami. He struggled though against Miami. I get it, but. I don't think they're, they're, they're a weird team. A team based in cold conditions that don't run the ball and don't like to run the ball. It's a weird mix, but when Josh Allen's playing lights out like this, it doesn't seem to matter. When it's not, that's when we moan about it. If if the Jags' defense shows up like they did against the Falcons, admittedly against Desmond Ridley, who had some stare-downs of his receivers, <laughs> um, if the Jags' defense shows up, this game can be really exciting. Yeah, like, Josh The Jags' Allen, defense... The Jags' defense looks one of the best units in the NFL right now. It's a Josh Allen bowl game. Um, and Josh Allen of the Jags uh, currently ties the NFL lead with sacks, with TJ Watt, and now Khalil Mack with six <laughs> through four games. But uh, he's had two games where he's had three sacks each. And then the other game against Houston, he wasn't, at, he wasn't there. No one registered a stat on the Jags' D-line on sacks. And the Jags have struggled to get pass rush. Against Atlanta, they were safer. Atlanta are slow, but um, Buffalo, they're fast. They've got runners like Diggs, Gabe Davis. They will give uh, like give a lot of teams challenges. Deontay Harty, don't don't forget uh, the old Saints player. Come on, 
Sorry. I mean, we talked about we talked about the offseason about the Buffalo Bills lacking a wide receiver too. They've got two tight end mixes playing in right now with Dalton Kincaid and their first round pick. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid. But Dawson Knox as well. It, they're playing a different style. I feel like they're not trying to be... They don't, they're making that receiver two a mix of their other three weapons. I like it though. I I think they they had Kincaid and Knox on the pitch together quite a lot in the last game against Dolphins, and I think it works well. I feel like it's it's a, they're good safety options, and like Knox isn't like your prototypical tight end. He's not he's not like a massive guy. He sort of is more similar to uh, Mike Gizicki, um, who is more like a more of a receiver than a an actual tight end. He's more like that sort of like tight end. So I I quite like having them both on the field at the same time. I feel it gives them two very good options, sort of like short intermediate areas of the field with Diggs and Gabe Davis able to like, you know, do the longer stuff and do the do the things like that. I, you know, I, I feel their offense is dangerous. I am worried about the, the Jags offense though, just because even even in the game against um, Atlanta, they didn't look they didn't look solid. Trevor Lawrence is still seems to be off the mark with Ridley and, and the rest of his receivers. There doesn't seem to be the connection that it was in like the first game. Nothing looks easy. Yeah, and, I mean, and even even running the ball, like ETN doesn't seem to be, have the the legs he, he previously had, and like Tank Bixby. Well, ETN's yeah. made the most missed tackles in the league. Made the most missed tackles. That tells you how bad the O line is. Yeah, getting that push. They don't get. They don't move people. No, you're relying on. You're, you're relying on ETN to to basically make the plays, but against the a strong Bills front, that's sort of worrisome. And like yeah. the, even like Bixby, like we talked about Bixby, he he just it seems very mistake prone. Even Deionis but, Johnson had a couple of mistakes in that game in his limited time playing uh, against Falcons. But one of the the most interesting stats they showed at the start of the Falcons game is the Jags were ranked thirtieth in converting third downs, but they had the shortest third to uh, third to third go. To go. Um, in the NFL. So that tells me that's a mix of everything, but I, I'm putting that many on the play calling. You, you're you in the best situations and you can't convert. Well, let's let's pick this game, though. Um, who do we think is going to win? Early early game for Americans, but not so much for us. 2.30 in the afternoon again. Um, I'll go first, though. And I'm going to... I picked them last week. I'll pick them again this week. I mean, I picked both these teams last week, so that doesn't help. But I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I just feel like they're a team that's on the roll right now. The Jags, it does help them that they're they're in London again, but I feel like it's still it's not going to help them that much against a team that's rolling like the Bills. I'm going to go Bills as well. Unfortunately, even as a Jags fan, I've got Boo. the better team. No, Boo. I mean they they, they is, look like they're disgusting. They look like they're hitting their form right now in the season. No, no integrity there. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Jags. I picked the Jags against the Kansas City Chiefs and they let me down. But I feel like the ceiling of this Jags team is one of the best in the NFL right now. So I'm hoping that they can get it sorted out, staying in London for a week. And while the Bills are going essentially on the road road, like across the pond, as they like to say, um, I, I like the Jags having the home field advantage and, and then coming up with a game plan to challenge the Bills. Well, let, let's move on and talk about the most exciting matchup of the week. Um, I think we all know it's where I'm going with this. Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. 
uh, 4-0 team versus a 3-1 team that are unfortunate, I feel like, to be 3-1. They had that terrible game against uh, Cardinals, Cardinals, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, Arizona, where they didn't look themselves. Give the Cardinals some respect. I don't think they're unfortunate. They just got beat up that game. But, I mean, these are these are two teams that could quite easily be the NSC's side of the Super Bowl come yeah. Super Bowl time. Yeah. Um, this for the number one seed, basically. Potentially. I mean, I feel like the 49ers match up really well against Cowboys or Cowboys match up really badly against the 49ers in terms of how they play. I feel the physicality, that the way that 49ers want to run the ball is similar to what Arizona wanted to do. I mean, I, I feel like at this moment in time, the 49ers are a bad matchup for anyone that wants to play them. I agree. Because Best team in football right now? 100%. Like what, the, the strength of the Cowboys is a pass rush. And when you have Christian McCaffrey, when you have Debo Samuel, uh, these guys can catch the ball in the backfield. How many screen passes we're going to see, I, I don't even want to predict that because I'll probably be under. Um, the 49ers can be any which way, but again, particularly against this pass rush, they've got the tools and the stars to be able to neutralize that. That, that's what I mean. The the 49ers, they're just the most complete team right now. Like across the board, their defense is playing amazingly well. They've just got stars at every level. This this sort of for me there is sort of their time. They need to win the they need to win soon because they're gonna have a cap issue coming forward. They're they're signing these players, the high contracts, they're not gonna have the money, they're gonna be in, in like cap hell soon. So they need to make something where they've got these players still at the club. And like, I feel like now is their time. Um, they're, they're not in a better position. At, you know, outside of maybe a wide receiver and maybe like Pur- Purdy isn't your like prototypical quarterback. He sort of hey, is more... Hey, if the 49ers win this game, I want to hear none of that. The Brock Purdy is a franchise quarterback. It- in my opinion now. He's convinced me in these few weeks. If they beat the Cowboys, you cannot tell me otherwise. No. I, mean, I, I like how he's throwing that deep crosser to Ayuk all the time. Uh, it's working every time on the field. Open space. He's making quicker decisions than he was. He's, it's just too easy. Like, the way that it's it's Shanahan's scheme. And, and like, we talk about it every year. Shanahan as, a, as an actual play caller and an, as an offensive, like, coordinator is an absolute genius because every year he comes out with his absolutely amazing schemes absolutely amazing like offenses and it, he could put basically a bin bag as their quarterback and it still seems to work not Trey Lance not not Trey Lance though but like the uh, flip side of that is like I do always have concerns about his management of the team like like player personnel and all that but that's not what he'd talk about. The other side, the Cowboys, they, they look good in the absolute trouncing of the Patriots. Oh. Like, I feel, I, I want to give the respect to the 49ers because obviously they're the best team in football. But the, I don't think these Cowboys are far off. Like, if they played the way that they played against uh, New England, there's no reason why they can't walk out of this with a W. It's funny because both of these teams are so heavily on their scheme and defense. Like, once... Once they're, let's say, the coaches are struggling. None of them like to be flexible, I feel. But what they do, they do very well. Um, so they're very similar in that way. But how they destroyed Mac Jones um, and New England, you don't see that often. 
No. So I, if, if there's any team that you want to, you know, well, you, you don't see ever. That was Bill yeah. Belichick's biggest loss ever. In his True. Thirty-five points. Uh, but this is one of the probably the best matches you'll see until the playoffs. Um, yeah, it, now. it's it's up there. It's probably it's probably going to be the best match that we'd have so far this year. And yeah. one underrated player who not many people are talking about. Um, great fantasy advice of those of you guys who want to end. But I'm really liking the Dak Prescott to um, Ferguson connection. And I, I think that continues and develops into essentially a, a Dalton Schultz-like connection. Maybe even better. And I, I feel like Dak is underrated in his career. It kind of comes with the territory being a Cowboys quarterback. You look at Tony Romo, his stats are amazing. But, you know... With the Cowboys, you need to be winning. Like, yeah. If the Cowboys don't win this game, you will hear a backlash against Dak and all of them, which is unfortunate I mean, because this team is, is talented. But they do need. He does need that statement win. He does. Um, he does need a statement win. He's never really had a statement win for me. Like, there's never been. He's never. He's won games, but he's never had a win where I'm like, that was that was good. That was amazing. Like, he's he's come. He is him. Uh, let's pick it though. I'm not going first on this one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm picking 49ers. You can't right, pick fine. against McCaffrey and, and this 49ers team. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got to pick the 49ers. They're the home team here as well. It's just, I mean, how can you not pick the best team in the NFL? I'm picking on strategy right now because I couldn't pick between these two teams. So I'm going to pick the 49ers so that I don't lose that another, another week. Oh, yeah. picking the Cowboys. But skulls on the doors. I'm on 44. I got 14 out of. 16 right last week. Come on now. Um, Shan, you're on 43. You managed to get 12 uh, last week. Tay, you're uh, on 40. You're, you got 13 out of 16. So not bad week for any of us, really, predicting. We, we should have put bets on. That's not That's us. a betting podcast. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the rest of this, this schedule. There's not many games that stand out to me as games that I'm I'm massively interested in. Simon, maybe we're in week five. We need to save everything at this point. Maybe uh, Eagles versus Rams uh, is sort of an interesting game. Potentially Cooper Cup returns. Uh, if Cooper Cup returns, I feel like this could be an unexpected twist of a game. Because as much as I rate the Eagle, like the Rams, uh, sorry the Eagles, and like how much I like their defense um, and their offense, uh, if Cooper Cup comes in, this Rams passing attack could really be a disadvantage to them, where the, they're they're sort of short at like secondary level right now. There's something fishy going on with the Rams. Like they've been pretty cryptic about Cooper Cup's recovery um, and when he's going to come back. And when by the time of recording this podcast, we're not still sure if he's coming back this week. Um, I hope for the NFL sake and as a fan of the game that he does come back. But I'm, I'm yeah, it's, there's something going on there which I'm not quite sure what it is. I don't. But like, if he comes back though and he's is in put into this offense, well, they've got like three legit wide receivers for Stafford to play with, like you know, Cup, Nakua, and um, Atwell has played really yeah. well. He's he's been a he's been a good ad, and also like they still have a Higby as a as the like safety blanket as tight end. Like they've got pieces there. What we didn't expect them to have starting the year is what they do now. And on their def- their defense is playing better than what people expect, even though they did just lose in overtime to the the Colts in a in a tight game. Then they won. 
No, sorry, they won. They won. They, they nearly my, fumbled the bag. But my, they, my apologies. They won in overtime, so it was a close game against the Colts. Uh, but the defense is playing better than what people gave it credit for. So and the like, Eagles' offense has struggled. Like Jalen Hurts looks off. Yes, they're winning, but sooner or later, you need a. You can't keep making the mistakes they're making. They they look a bit sluggish. I feel like the change in um, coordinators, uh, particularly Shane Steichen, who was a mastermind OC, is just showing in in Indy right now, is has had some uh, impact on them. You've got DeAndre Swift who looks good, decent, but they're, they're going to need a bit more to to challenge the powerhouses in the NFC. You said they are, uh, yeah. they are, they are 4-0, though. And I feel like, although it's one of those things, in, when you start, like they're still getting themselves together. They're still finding themselves. There's a lot of teams right now who we're, who I would say are still trying to figure things out, but we're still confident about them and they're losing games. Whereas the, the Eagles are still winning games, even though we're, we're not confident like their well, offense right now. That Washington game. Yeah, close. I mean, I'm getting more and more confident with Washington, though. But Philadelphia, they've not hit that gear yet. And um, I think the Rams are already at that gear. Pekunoku is having... I mean, he's, yes, it's being talked about. It's still not being talked about enough at how much records is breaking right now with the Rams. And it's looked good doing it. When you add in Cop and Nakua, all right, take who you want to take. Um, that's, and I that's think what Philadelphia it, are going to struggle with that. It comes dangerous. And like Philadelphia is struggling with their defensive backs right now. A lot of injuries happening there. And they're having to go down their depth chart quite a way. And then that's that's a, the only positive they've got is their defensive line is so ferocious right now. So it means that they're not having to cover for long. Well, yeah, but they're still laying up a lot of points. So if if you're going to lose here, uh, I, oh, I'm picking them to lose here now. And I'm going the Rams. <laughs> Make it right in the pages. The Rams are winning this game. Hey. I, I thought I might be the only one picking the Rams, but I'm going to go with them as well. I feel like um, Nakua is elite already. I, that's not an overstatement where four weeks in and he is amazing. Not even for a rookie. He just is. And you want to neutralize that Eagles D-line. You want to neutralize Jalen Carter. You have the perfect receivers to do it. I, I agree with that. However, I can't pick against my spirit animal, Jason Kelsey. Therefore, I'm picking the Eagles. Um, I just trust them so much. Like, I still trust that they'll get a win here, even though we've talked about the the other aspects of the Rams and how excited we are about them. I think it'll be a tight game again. I feel like they'll be in a match, but I feel like this is still going to be a win for the, the Eagles. I feel like they're figuring stuff out well. Um, and I, I just feel like offensively, they're going to start figuring out more. They've started, like, last game, they incorporated AJ Brown a lot more, which is what they were lacking. Um, as soon as they start using that a bit more and getting the offense, the the run game getting going, they're going to be a dangerous team. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles and, and pick different to you too. Um, let's just quickly run through the rest. I mean, because there's not another game that really stands out for me. So let's just um, go through, make our picks, have a little chat about each game, I guess. Uh, starting with the, the Thursday night football game, um, oh. a, a Bears team that, we're a little bit better against Denver, but it was Denver uh, against I mean, the Commanders team that has looked good. Fields was elite. Let, let's, just, let's just say what it is. <clears throat> the, this is a stat you don't want. The Bears are the first team in the NFL history to allow twenty at least 25 points in 14 straight games. And this is a head coach. <clears throat> like Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded yeah. guy, Eberflus, 
who's probably another better coordinator than he is a head coach because I don't know what he's coaching. He, um, he needs to go. Uh, he's, yeah, this is look, but then Poles hired him. Poles isn't having a good time as a GM. The he whole needs to play go. Pool situation. He's only been in the job for a year. He needs to go. The whole thing doesn't look like it's moving up like you've seen with Houston. So I think there needs to be change. Commanders, on the other hand, we we talked hit and miss. They've been good, they've been bad, but they're trending upwards. Eric Bieniemy has been a huge get for them, and his added stuff. He's looking like they're improving, like the quarterbacks improving. It, it was talked. It was talked about for the season, and like as it came in, a lot of these old players, old Chiefs players, especially, all talked about Bieniemy and said about his offensive schemes and stuff. That you know, come into the season, like it will benefit the commanders having in there like once they start getting used to his schemes and stuff it's going to help and it's seeming to trend that way so much so that i'm picking the commanders in this game like i'm confident that they're the better team in this i'm you know you can't pick the bears in any situation right now yeah can you imagine the bear like can you imagine them trying to chase young <laughs> screaming down at justin Herbert uh fields um yeah i'm going commanders as well i'm gonna pick out of the fourth game's probably my third underdog here I'm going to pick the Bears. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I liked, I mean, the, this is this is more of betting on the Justin Fields rise. I, yes, that coaching looks horrible, uh, while the Washington Commanders look more of a unit almost everywhere. Um, I feel like the Bears have to win one of these games. And yeah, I mean, you picked them last week. They, ne- they nearly won. They should have won. You've picked them in three um, out of the, the now. He said that. Three he out said, of five weeks. He said that. He's picked them off them. Yeah, but well, I never expected well, I, I more was, than I was less. mainly referring to, I'm picking the Jags against, against oh, the right, Fraser Field. Um, the, 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 Rams the, the Rams against, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's move on. You pick, you're picking the Bears. You're making a mistake, but let's move on. Uh, Texans and Val- Falcons. Texans at Falcons, sorry. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about this game because um, the Falcons are boring. And they they don't usualize their stars properly, except for Bijan Robinson. You know, Kyle Pitts is a nobody right now on that roster, and that is offensive. Uh, Texans are one of the more exciting teams in football. I'm picking the Texans. I'm picking the Falcons. What? Uh, another surprise. I mean, this is I think this is the Texans route. By the way, and I think this is where now the calls get hot for. Well, I think this is a game where Heineke makes an appearance for the Falcons and. Well, and, and Ridder gets benched Ridder at gets some point benched. in this game. And uh, at some point, when are we calling for us Arthur Smith's head? I mean, like, straight when Heineke starts struggling as well. No, in that weak division, he'll have the season. They'll always have a chance to win the division. Uh, all right, moving forward to uh, the Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Uh, my second favourite team in football right now. Um, I'm picking so the Lions. I say your fa- favourite. Ah, no. Some might, I'm just saying. Unfortunately for me, not at the minute. Um, But yeah, I'm picking the Lions, though. Uh, They've looked really good so far this season. I I expect that trend to continue against Carolina. James Williams coming back? Not yet. Six six game suspension. No, no, no. He got moved down. Oh, it's four. Oh, there you go. Yeah, same with uh, Petit Ferrer of the Titans. Oh, lovely. Well, that's an extra boost to that offense. Regardless. Is you're picking the lines? You can't put this Falcons. I mean Panthers. No, if I'm doing a Toy Story animation for this game, um, it might not be like viewer friendly or child friendly because it's Aiden Hutchinson eating Bryce Young. 
for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All right, moving on. Uh, Titans the, at Colts. This is a <sighs> tough matchup for me. Um, Times are hard to predict. They're, they're hot and cold every week. They, they concern me. I'm going to go to Vietnam, though. Uh, Vietnam correspondence and start with him because he he looks in four on the on the video call. Like 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 you like I said uh, on the last episode. Everyone's a Derrick Henry fan. They might not say it. Shane Steichen's a Derrick Henry fan, and he will be after this game as well uh, because I know the Colts look a bit frisky. But as long as the Titans lean on what they do best. Um, and, you know, just have Derrick Henry throwing every single pass. We've, we've, we know he's an elite passer of the ball. His passer rating is better than Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick the Titans. Oh, I can't believe you're picking the Titans. I'm picking I, the I am coming in and also picking the Titans. Ah, another wrong decision by both. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I think uh, let's not forget how much better Anthony Richardson looks than Ryan Tannehill. I agree um, with that, but let's let's not forget that Derrick Henry still plays for the team that's the Titans. They stopped him. Sure I that. mean, they've got Shaquille Leonard, uh, they've got EJ Speed, they've got guys who can stop that run. Well, I'm not well, sure that Jonathan Taylor's coming back either Franklin. yet. No, we'll see. We'll see. Let's move on anyway. Um, New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. This is a perfect get-right game for the Dolphins. Perfect bounce-back game. <laughs> I was going to say. I hope you weren't saying about Daniel Jones, but. No, no, no. This is a perfect like bounce-back game for the Dolphins. I feel like this couldn't come at a better time for them. They're just like, hammering at the at the Bills. So, in this game, I could see them strip, like flexing the muscles a bit. I could see them putting 50 points on the board around the 50-point mark. Yeah, they'll, they'll come close yeah. to 70 again uh, uh, this week. So, yeah, Dolphins. I mean, I think they could get about seven sacks in this game. Um, but I'm going Dolphins. Daniel Jones will play differently, though. Like, just... Saquon? He doesn't... Saquon? If, if Saquon's in, I feel like it will be a closer game, but I, I don't see them doing much because, like, realistically, I feel like Miami will be up by 20 points by the end of the first quarter. So, therefore... If you're they... Saquon, you probably want to sit this out. Just increase your value by sitting. I think that's yeah. what happens here. <laughs> Can you yeah. tell the Giants just, again? Just, just fade the, the injury. Yeah, just fade an injury. Well, oh, this is like one of those situations where you let a, a backup quarterbacks staying for the tough games at the start of the year. <laughs> then you put the rookie in to look a bit better. Yeah, for sure. Cue uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, but anyway. Uh, all right. New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. Um, I will start this off. Um, I am not happy about my team at the minute. I feel offensively we are dreadful. There's no creativity. There's no, there's no nothing. I feel like Pete Carmichael, I say it every week, is uh, atrocious play caller and coordinator, but you know, falls on deaf ears. Um, I feel like even our defense last week against the the Bucks didn't play up to par, but we have had injuries to our secondary, which isn't helping, and suspensions to our starting safety. So like our safety depth right now is not very good, but still, we should have done a bit better than what we did. Um, but saying all that, I, I, this Patriots team. It looks horrible. Uh, it's again, it's a it's a potential get right game for the Saints, where they could do a bit. Potential get right game for the Patriots. It's a potential get right game for the Patriots as well. It's for both teams basically. But I'm gonna go with Saints because being a Saints fan, I have to. Um, you don't have to, Simon. If, if, do the they, right thing. if they move away from just throwing the ball to Kamara, 
I mean, it's great for my fantasy outlook, but if they could just move away from just throwing him the ball and like try and get Alave a bit more involved, Alave I'd appreciate have that. They don't use I mean, them though. Carr loves his checkdown passes, and so does Carmichael. It's the most Carr-like stat last week. 13 catches for Kamara, 33 it yards. It doesn't help our offense. I was excited when Kamara came back because I thought it would help our offense in the run game. They stopped running the ball and just started tossing him the ball, like throwing him the ball. It, it just, nah, just run the ball a bit. You, I know. The, 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 the Saints are lucky. You know why? Because New England just lost Matthew Judon to a serious injury last week. Um, and they also lost Christian Gonzalez, their first-round cornerback. They both, both I, I believe, there's a torn pec for Judon. Their best, two of their best defensive players are out. Yes, and that's why Bill Belichick wasn't um, happy. He got asked the question: If you're benching Mac Jones because why the game was out, Judon? why didn't you yeah. take Judon, Judon out of the game? So who are you two picking? I'm gonna pick the Saints only because of the injuries. Boom. Also, I'd pick the Patriots because I think they're a better coach team. Um, I I predicted the Bucks beating down on the Saints, and I'm gonna pick the Patriots beating down on the Saints as well. Okay, let's move on uh, to an AFC North matchup: uh, Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like we're all gonna go the same way in this one because we are all high on one team right now and not on the other one. That I don't know what the offense is doing for the Steelers right now. There's I, I, no, there's no picket either. No pick it in this game. So we're we're down to Mitch Trubisky, which makes the pick even more like going the one way. It just it just makes the odds more likely that we're all gonna go Ravens in this because there's nothing to like about the Steelers offense right now. Um We're all gonna pick the Ravens. Yeah. 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 And it's all gonna go opposite, isn't it? This is yeah, like typical AFC be, North, but it'll be a game where the Steelers put up like forty points. And we're all gonna pick Ravens. But we all go Ravens, we all agreed. Ravens, yep, yep. Ravens, Ravens. Cool. Uh, oh, this is a frisky matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. In Arizona. In Arizona. Shan, your, your team? Oh. Your team, do you want to start? I'm picking uh, the Bengals. Um, as much as I love uh, Josh Dobbs, he's the best quarterback in this game. We all know that by now. <laughs> uh, that's not even an exaggeration. He actually looks he's better play, than Burrow. He's playing better, yeah. Um, and Hollywood Brown is quietly having a decent uh, season as a wide receiver one for Arizona. Who's your, who's uh, your rookie that played well? His name, uh, isn't he? Ma- Michael Wilson. Or... Michael Wilson. Yeah. I, I believe uh, there's a perfect passer rating, jo- uh, Josh Dobbs to Michael Wilson. Um, and James Conner, like the most underrated running back in football. Um, right now, yeah. If, not even right now, for like a couple of years. Since Ben Nazi has been a revelation. It, he um, was just good. He shouldn't have... Pittsburgh shouldn't have got rid of him. Especially he was a better back in Pittsburgh, really, over Najee. But, but yeah. I feel like this is a... Uh, this is, you know, the Bengals will be reeling here. They need a win. You can't have come out of this game without a win. And I feel like even a hobbled Joe Burrow, maybe without... Uh, maybe a hobbled T. Higgins in this game as well, he's pushing to play. Uh, I feel like the Bengals have to win, and that's why they will. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cardinals um, because I like what they did, even though they lost against the 49ers. I still think they look like a good team. The you know the 49ers we talked about earlier are the best team in football right now. They went against the, and played a game against the best team in football and didn't look out of place. 
And I feel that's important for me. I feel like if the Bengals played them now, they'd be absolutely whitewashed. Like, Cardinals' offensive line looks better than what people would have gave it credit for at the start of the year. They're Like you say, Connor's running the ball really well. Part of that is due to the offensive line blocking really well. Dubs is playing well. Again, comes back to the offensive line situation for me. I think and, they're uh, a better run-blocking unit than a pass-blocking unit. I think, But Dobbs is getting the ball out quick. On defence, though, they're, they're a bit more frisky on defence than people would have gave them credit for. Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, is is showing that he can coach up a defence from the looks of things. But yeah, I, whatever's going on for the Bengals, sort of, you know, I don't want to touch anything to do with that. So I'm going to pick Cardinals in this game. Yeah, it's going to be a defensive um, showcase, really. Two good defences. But I don't trust the Bengals' offence, and I don't trust them to get right. Fractured ribs for T. Higgins. They're not running the ball well. Mixon's not getting any movement. That O-line doesn't. There's just a lot of things off with that Bengals. I think the Cardinals have been playing better. They've been unlucky in some of the games. I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Um, Moving on to the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. This is the matchup we're all excited for. (laughs) The Nathaniel Hackett versus the Sean Payton Bowl. I mean, Sean Payton probably thought we'd be going into this game full of confidence with wins. And um, it's not happened, has it? He's looking. If you go and feeling confident about the fact that he's not playing Aaron Rodgers, well, it doesn't make a difference. Week, last week, I know Zach Wilson was saying it was his fault, but he looked really good. He looked like a quarterback worthy of that. The his number two overall pick during most of that game against the Chiefs. He he also showed some growth as well. We like he said at the end of the game, it was on him. He fumbled the ball. When they were driving, he called, he called that out. Said that's on him. Previously, where he's not been playing well, and like he was asked, like, do you feel responsible at all? The answer was no. So like, th- there's a little bit of growth there. People forget he's still young. He's only 24. Hey, I mean, if, there's been a lot of if young players. If Sean Payton was coaching right now, he would be telling Zach Wilson to say it wasn't my fault. This is the worst coaching job in NFL history. Uh, but no, you're right. He's shown maturity, which the Broncos aren't. The the Broncos yeah. are a mess. They they won the game against the uh, the Bears, but I feel that was more to do with the Bears than it was to, to do with the Broncos. The Bears just fumbling the bag. In this game, I'm going to pick the Jets for this game. I feel like this could be. Um... Well, they're the better team, right? <laughs> they are the better team. Let's not kid ourselves here. I, I mean, their defense is is legit still. They got they got a bit of lucky in that Chiefs game for me. The the calls at the end the the uh the flag on was it Sauce Gardner for the DJ uh, No, it, I think it's Gardner on the pass interference um or holding. I feel it was a bit harsh. Um but like it, it's one of those things we talked about certain teams get a bit favourable calls, I feel like like it's the sort of how the NFL goes. You know, break like it used to happen for the Patriots back in the day. It happen, happens for the teams that are the bigger teams, I guess, but you know, who who are we to we just watch the product? Um, yeah, the Jets for me are like defensively a better team. Offensively, they have better pieces. It's just that at quarterback, if Zach Wilson continues this like trend of playing better, there's no reason why they can't actually make playoffs at the end of the season or at least have a competitive season. But yeah, yeah I'll, um, I'll pick them. The Russ is looking better than I think. People thought he would as well. But having said that, um, I'm picking the Jets. I, I just like them more. And I, I like the narrative about Nathaniel Hackett beating Sean Payton. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I'm picking the Jets. And um, Vance Joseph's going to be feeling that pressure after this. 
Absolutely. All right, uh, moving on to the Chiefs at Vikings. I mean, um, Chiefs are doing what the Eagles are doing, just churning out, grinding out wins without looking at their imperious best. And that's because they just don't have the pieces. Uh, but the Vikings got a win last week. I think it stops again. It grinds to a halt. But I think these two teams will want to play in a similar way. Um, I I feel I'm worried about the the Vikings defense. I can't see the Vikings winning this game because I don't I don't trust their defense at all. And in a shootout, I can't see Kirk Cousins keeping up with Patrick Mahomes. I know Jefferson is perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, that's like up for debate, but not really. Well, behind Puka Nakua, right? <laughs> so like he, he, Jefferson's like like legit, but like you know the the Chiefs. Yes, they had a bad week against the New York Jets, but the New York Jets defense is one of the better units in the league, whereas the Vikings defense is not. So I can't see them giving the Chiefs the same problems as what the Jets did. And I can't see the Vikings offense like keeping up in a in a high scoring game. So I'm gonna go Chiefs on this because I just don't trust this Vikings team. I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. They held obviously they held Carolina to low points. I think it might be a twenty 20- 21, 27, 24 type it's game. It's going to be another one possession game for the Vikings. Yeah. And I hate myself for picking the Vikings. Oh, you're um, going to do it, aren't you? I you're going to the wolf, lone wolf here. The Vikings should not be on one win after five weeks. Um, and this isn't, know, like, this isn't the week to write the ship, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe not. And we know that they struggle protecting uh, cousins particularly they will against uh, Jones there but I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs don't look like the Kansas City Chiefs um, and the Vikings have the firepower with Jefferson alone um, I, I want to see them use Addison more Hawkinson is looking good like he has with them and I, I feel like they can put up a good fight and I'm going to give give them the edge I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs I'm not going to pick against them, not against Vikings Alright, last game of the week um, Monday Night Football, atrocious matchup to be honest. And Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know why they, anyone thought to put LA and the Las Vegas Raiders on any primetime games, but here we are. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't understand this. Like, this is one of the worst watches of the week <laughs> because it's pretty much uh, up there. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Jordan Love last week. I'm not going to lie against the Detroit Lions, but he he looked like a for the first time, he actually looked like if he was lost. And I think he improves. But the Raiders just, they, they look like a team ready to implode any minute. And Mike McDaniels isn't the guy who can keep a team together if it starts going south. Um, Josh Jacob looks incredible. He's had more receiving yards and rushing yards this season because he's actually moving the ball in all sorts of ways for that team. But again, is Jimmy G going to be back? If he is, do I trust him against the Packers' defense? Do I trust the Raiders' defense? I don't. There's one. It will come down to one or two plays with this Raiders team, and they'll lose. Similar to last year. That's why I'm still going for the Green Bay Packers. Make that too. Um, I don't trust the Raiders, especially after what happened for the Chargers. They looked atrocious. Um, And I, I mean, you know, it's a. Devontae Adams' revenge game, but it's not really the team that he wants to be on trying to get revenge. So, yeah, I'm going to go Packers here. I like I like Green Bay. They're just unfortunate to come against the better Detroit Lions team. 
Ah, you mentioned Devontae Adams. It makes me want to pick the Raiders for the revenge game narrative. But having said that, Jordan Love has kind of got that Aaron Rodgers clutch gene in him. Um, it didn't quite work out against the Lions. It did against the Saints two weeks ago. Uh, but I, I just think with Christian Watson and Aaron Jones getting more, maybe starter reps now, they've been coming back from an injury. Um, this this Packers team is better than the Raiders. So I'll, I'll pick the Packers. Yeah, and then, I mean, we've got the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks and Buccaneers on bias this week. Yeah, so that's that's that. That's the games picked. Um, we'll be back to discuss what happened uh, next week. Uh, until then, though, see ya. Peace. Bye.